Good morning. I'm going to go ahead and let you know that you will be hearing uh, a lot more of me than usual because I will also be presenting our lesson this afternoon. Um, but I also want to let you know that I've decided to do something a little bit different from my usual format. Um, I've never actually, I've, I've had a couple of opportunities to speak uh, both in the morning and then uh, in the afternoon or the evening. But this time, uh, I decided what I was going to do was actually, um, I wanted to look at one particular topic and kind of go more in depth than, than I usually do. And so, uh, this particular lesson that I'm going to begin sharing with you this morning is also going to continue this afternoon. Uh, so that being said, um, if you are able to be with us this afternoon, I hope that uh, you will be here to join us because this is really only going to be the first half of, of what I have to share with you. Um, I'm very excited to get to, to go through all of this. And again, it is something a little bit different. However, um, I still do have a, a story about myself to start everything off like I always do. Um, so, I was two years old. Now, before you already look at me and say, no, this is not true, you can't remember something from when you were two. You're correct. Um, I don't actually remember this specific story that did happen to me, but I know that it happened to me, and in fact, I've seen it happen, because when I was little, uh, my parents videoed everything that I did. Um, for some reason, they wanted a just a record of literally every single thing that I did and then they would record it and either the either the the thing they filmed it in was like big enough to hold a whole VHS tape or uh, or they transferred them all over onto VHS tapes but when I was younger I grew up with uh, all of these tapes that said, Connor doing this, Connor doing this. And, uh, and this was one of, what I'm about to share with you was one of those tapes, or was a part of one of those tapes. When I was two years old, and uh, we went and visited a farm. Um, it was not anywhere in Alabama. I believe it was way up north. Um, when we were actually going as a family, heading up to Washington, D.C. So it was somewhere on our way up. And uh, we went and we stopped at this farm, and there's a lot of different footage of, of me looking at and playing with all the different animals and observing uh, a farm life that, I'll be honest, I'm not super familiar with. And, uh, and so I'm looking, and you know, I'm, I'm getting to kind of get used to all these farm animals, and, uh, and uh, so we go through a barn, and we go outside in a pasture, and... Uh, and then eventually we, we come back uh, inside to the house um, next to the, the barn of the place that we're at. Now, I will go ahead and say, you know, I, I wanted this to be a story about sheep uh, or a sheep specifically. Um, I've never had a run-in or any kind of story with a sheep. So I'll have to uh, tell you the story about uh, a goat. 
Uh, so, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, distant relatives. And uh, I, I had a, a, a very interesting experience with, um, more specifically, a kid, a young goat. Uh, I met this young goat uh, when I walked into the house, and uh, apparently they kept the goat in the house as, as a pet. And, of course, again, I'm, you know, I'm two years old, and I'm kind of getting a feel for how aggressive this goat may or may not be. And so I'm standing there looking at it, and it's looking at me, and I slowly make my way closer to the goat, and he, and he, let, and he lets me get closer, and uh, before we know it, we're best friends. And, uh, and so I'm following this goat around because it's deciding that it wants to start doing stuff. And uh, it kind of gets a little bit kind of hyper, and it jumps on the couch, and so I jump up on the couch, and I'm following it, and it uh, jumps back down, so I jump back down and follow it, and it's running around, and I'm running around with it. And so I'm just following this goat and doing everything that it's doing. And finally, it jumps back on the couch, and it's looking out the window behind the couch. And so I say, well, I want to do that too. So I get up on the couch, and I'm sitting up there looking back out this window. And then the goat decides, I'm hungry. And it sees a curtain hanging. And it, I guess it says, this is, this is food. So it just starts gnawing on uh, this curtain. And so then I say, well, this curtain must be pretty tasty. And so I start gnawing on this curtain as well. And if you're watching the, the video, this is at the point where then um, I, you hear my name being yelled. And then uh, I believe one of my parents runs up and grabs me and starts pulling me away. And you can see me you know, holding on to the curtain with my teeth and trying to stay with the goat. And then finally I release the curtain and, uh, and I'm pulled away and I don't get to hang out with that goat anymore. Uh, and the kid kind of keeps running around and, and I, have to, I have to learn to be a human again. But it, it's, kind of, it's kind of funny because... You know, when we think about uh, when we think about ghosts, when we think about kids, when we think about sheep, um, we think about this idea of being a follower. And I found it so ironic that in this story, I was actually following what we would normally think to be something that would be a follower. So I became the follower in this whole situation. And so what we're going to talk about this morning and again this afternoon is this idea of, of both a sheep, but more importantly, of a shepherd. Uh, as we look throughout the Bible, we will see a lot of different shepherds, a lot of people who are defined as shepherds. Uh, and, and I think that we actually learn a lot from these shepherds, from all these different uh, people and all these different stories and all these different things that we read all throughout uh, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I think we understand the definition uh, of a shepherd, but I want to go ahead and, uh, and kind of look at that with you. Um, how's this work, Larry? There we go. All right. Uh, all right, so a shepherd is a, a person who tends to, uh, a person who herds, who feeds, uh, or guards herds of sheep. 
Uh, if you've never put kind of two and two together before, uh, shepherd is literally the two words sheep and herder together. Sheep, herd, shepherd. That's, that's where it comes from. I didn't know that until, uh, you know, a few days ago. But that's what a shepherd is. It is a person who, uh, who herds sheep. Uh, it is a person who, who takes care of and feeds and protects these sheep. Now, uh, of course, back in the day... Uh, when there were a lot of shepherds, and of course all throughout the Bible there were a, a lot of shepherds, uh, during this time, a, uh, you know, a, a farmer in that time could easily have sheep. They could easily take care of sheep. But if they had a, a very large quantity of sheep, then it got to where it was really difficult to take care of all of those sheep. And the, the main reason for that is not just because, you know, oh, there's just a large quantity of sheep. Uh, the main reason for that is because sheep must be able to move from one pasture to another. Um, they have to be able to kind of uh, make their way from, from one area to, to another much quicker than, than other animals. In fact, sheep are capable of very quickly uh, overgrazing a pasture uh, a lot faster uh, than cattle, which then requires the sheep to be moved into, into different areas or different pastures altogether so that way the plants can, can recover. Um, so if you leave them too, uh, in one place too long, they're just going to end up destroying, uh, you know, if there's enough of them, they're going to end up destroying that pasture and they're going to run out of their food. So they have to constantly be migrated, especially back during that time with the number of sheep that they had. So farmers weren't able to, to take care of the sheep, you know, all on their own if they, if they had a large quantity. So then what happened was uh, they needed an additional helper uh, in, order to, uh, in order to take care of those sheep. And that's where uh, the shepherd, the sheep herder, came into play. Um, they are the ones that are solely responsible for keeping this large flock together, for, uh, for making sure that these sheep were going to be fed and uh, protecting them from the predators that, that may have been uh, nearby and guiding them, uh, of course, once it was time, guiding them to uh, the market uh, to be sheared uh, and really just taking care of all of these sheep. And you see, back in that time, shepherds were a very important part of the economy. Um, they were uh, also nomads. Um, they did not you know, have one specific home that they lived in and stayed at. Because the, the sheep had to keep moving, so did they. And so they became uh, nomads, and it usually ended up being younger males that, that weren't yet married, didn't yet have a, a family to take care of. Uh, and, and so this be, kind of became the role for these men, and that's uh, kind of what they, they ended up doing. Um, but I want to say that, that I love how uh, God chose to use shepherds, uh, because shepherds had uh, such a, a vital role in the full story of the Bible. Um, many of those who were shepherds, um, were utilized in a way that, um, that we can really see all throughout the Bible to, to carry out his word. 
And uh, all the way from the beginning of the Bible to the end. And, and what I want to do is I, I want to look at several of those, um, several of those people who, who were shepherds. Um, even, even starting from, from the very beginning and the role that they played uh, in, uh, in the Word of God. The, the role that they played in this, in this vital story that we see from the entirety of the Bible. Uh, the first one that I want to look at is, is Abel. Um, coincidentally, last time I was up here, I talked about uh, Cain and Abel. Um, Abel was actually recognized to, uh, to really be the first person regarded as a shepherd in any way. In Genesis chapter 4, we see um, that he was one who, who took care of sheep. Um, specifically, he was identified as a keeper of sheep. Um, so we see Abel um, as he kind of begins uh, his role as a shepherd. Uh, next we see Abram, uh, or of course Abraham, um, in, in Genesis chapter 12. And Abram, of course, was selected by God to be the father of many nations. Uh, and as we look at the definitions and, and how it describes Abram, uh, it, it says that he had uh, many livestock and many, many sheep. Uh, and and as, the, as the lineage of Abram or Abraham continues, so does this occupation. Uh, of course, uh, Jacob, who was the, uh, the grandson of Abram, Abraham, uh, he was also recognized to be a shepherd. But one of the things that I think is really cool is that the future wife of Jacob, Rachel, um, she was actually one of the first to be recognized as a shepherd. Uh, in fact, she was recognized to be a shepherdess, uh, as it's told to us in Genesis chapter 29. Uh, so one of the first mentions of being a, an actual shepherd was actually Rachel. Um, and so Jacob and Rachel both come from, uh, you know, a, a lineage of this occupation of being shepherds. Uh, so we see this and then, of course, uh, the son of Rachel, most notable, is Joseph. Uh, and in Genesis chapter 37, we see it identify him as a shepherd. Um, and really not just Joseph, but every single one of his brothers were also shepherds. Um, so I want you to really, you know, think about this idea that, um, you know, Jacob, who later became Israel, uh, all of his sons and, of course, uh, and the lineage of Joseph, they all become, what, the, the tribes and the sons of Israel. Uh, and they were all a bunch of shepherds. That's, that's what they were. That's what they did. Uh, one of the, the most interesting stories and things that we can see is that, of course, Joseph uh, grew up and uh, he was favored by his father. And, and, of course, we know what happens to Joseph. He ends up being sold and, uh, and he's taken out to Egypt and he becomes a servant and then he's put in prison. And then 13 years after he's sold, he ends up becoming uh, the right-hand man to the Pharaoh of Egypt himself. And so then Joseph is in this place of power. And in Genesis chapter 47, we see all of his brothers coming to Egypt. Now, why do they come to Egypt? Well, 
They come to Egypt because there is a famine and there is no more pasture for their sheep. And so all of these sheep that they have, that all the sons of Israel have, they need somewhere to go. What better place to maybe go to, to Egypt? We don't really know anyone in Egypt, but let's go to, uh, let's go to the Pharaoh and, and let's see what we can do. And of course, ironically, they end up going to their very own brother. And so we see this idea of, of, of shepherding sheep, of being uh, a shepherd uh, all throughout this beginning lineage. And of course, it just continues and continues. And, and of course, all of the tribes of Israel are established by a bunch of shepherds, by, by nomads, by wanderers. And so we see this nation of Israel uh, established by shepherds. But what I think is, is really cool about all of this is that we also see that the nation of Israel, as they, uh, as they continue uh, with, their, with their lives, and, and actually, um, I want to look at a, a passage in Psalm chapter 78. It's actually what we read earlier this morning. In Psalm chapter 78, uh, beginning in verse 52, uh, what we're looking at right here is, is a description of um, right, right around the time of the exodus of the people of Israel. Um, they have just been, uh, of course, uh, they've been uh, basically held captive and, and are being led and, and ruled over by the Egyptians. And all of these plagues take place and finally all the people of Israel are free and they're able to, to go from here and be a free people. And here is where this passage Picks up beginning in verse 52. Uh, this is, of course, referring to the Lord. It says, Then he led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety so that they were not afraid, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. And so as we see the, the nation of Israel going from a family of shepherds, we now see them being looked at as sheep. And not only that, we see that they have a shepherd. And their shepherd is the Lord. We see the idea of God himself as a shepherd leading his sheep where they are to go. From one pasture to another. Um, and later on in this same chapter of Psalms, uh, we actually see another familiar person brought into this story. Uh, we're going to go down about 15 verses to uh, beginning in verse 70. It says, He chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the nursing ewes, he brought him to shepherd Jacob his people, Israel his inheritance. With upright heart he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. So this brings us now to uh, 
another person in the Old Testament that, of course, is a very well-known shepherd, and that is David. Uh, David, of course, the son of Jesse that we're introduced to in 1 Samuel chapter 17, um, we see beginning in, in his story, the story of David, uh, we see that he actually has to leave his sheep with a keeper. He has to leave his sheep with somebody else that will look after them for a little bit. So that way he can take these supplies that he's given uh, by his father and take them out to this battlefield where uh, his three older brothers are. And so he leaves his sheep behind and he goes out to, to this battlefield um, and of course, this is where we see that he, uh, he sees Goliath and he says, I- I'll fight him. I will, I will take him on. I will do what I need to do. And when they're talking to him about it, he then describes how he was able to defeat, uh, kill a, a bear and a lion during his time of, of just being a shepherd, of protecting his sheep. And not only that, we also see that once it's time for him to put on all of this armor and go out and fight Goliath, instead he says, no, I don't, I don't need this armor. And he goes out and he gets five stones and he actually puts them into what's defined as his shepherd's pouch. And he fills it with five stones and of course we know that he goes on and defeats Goliath. We continue to learn more about David as, as he grows up. And he goes from this young boy that went out uh, as a shepherd and defeated uh, a giant to becoming a king and becoming a, a ruler over uh, all of God's people. We see David identified as a shepherd, but not just in, in one way. We see him identified as a shepherd both in his occupation uh, as he's growing up, but also as a shepherd in his leadership over all of Israel. So we see yet another shepherd. I want to, uh, I want to look at a passage that I think we're all probably very familiar with in one way or another. And that is Psalm chapter 23. And I want to read this uh, along with you if you want to turn there in your Bible, Psalm 23. I want to read the passage in its entirety. But as I'm reading this, I want you to, I feel like we know a little bit more about, maybe, maybe you, you already knew all this stuff about shepherds, and I'm just kind of, tell, you know, I'm just kind of reteaching it to you. Uh, maybe you're, you're learning more about this idea of this relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. But I want you to look at, and I want you to listen to this passage uh, in, in a very literal way, where we're able to see that relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. Psalm 23, beginning in verse 1, says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is a psalm of David. David, this this same man that that actually grew up as a, a shepherd in his occupation, and then later became a shepherd over the people of Israel, he is able to look at his life and his God and be able to say that I'm a shepherd, yes, but I am just a sheep. I am a sheep and the Lord is my shepherd. David began his life as a shepherd, as simple as just watching over sheep. And through his faith, he was elevated to be a king, to again become a shepherd over an entire nation, uh, being able to tend and lead and protect the sheep that he was responsible for. Yet in all of this, he knew that he was just a sheep. And he knew that there was a shepherd that was tending and leading and protecting him. Knowing that God was in control over his entire life. And as we look at this concept, as we look at this life that, that David lived, I want to kind of bring this back toward ourselves. And I want us to recognize the idea that that we are all just sheep. And we have a shepherd. And no, we are not... uh, We are not sheep as literally as I took it when I was was two years old. Um, We are not, um, you know, these thoughtless uh, people that, that just, you know mind-numbingly go around and just do whatever other people do. But we do prove to be followers of other sheep. Um, and a lot of times, not only that, but we, we try to be our own shepherd. As sheep, sometimes we decide that we are the ones that know what's best in our lives. We're the ones that know what we need more than than anyone else, even though we're, we're just sheep. We can't lead and we can't protect ourselves. We have to recognize that we have a shepherd. We are followers of our Lord, and I hope that just like it was for David, I hope that it is also with us that we recognize our Lord is our shepherd. He is our shepherd to, to tend uh, to us, to lead us, and to protect us. And our God has made that a theme all throughout the Bible. And again, we, we see a lot of that throughout the Old Testament What I want to talk to you this afternoon about specifically is how we see this role transform 
in the New Testament. How we see this idea of the sheep and the shepherd and what that means to us throughout the life of Jesus. But we see that our God has made this a theme all throughout the Bible for us to to look at, for us to focus on, and for us to understand the dynamic between ourselves and Him. When we look at our own lives, I I want to kind of finish by, by asking you this question. When we look at our own lives... Do we look more like a sheep or do we look more like a shepherd? Now, what do do I mean by that? What do I mean by being a shepherd? Are we trying too hard to be in control of our own life? Are we trying to do everything we can to say, you know what, I'm going to be the one to lead myself where I feel like I need to go? And not deciding to say, you know what, God, you know what is best for me. And I'm going to do everything that I can to follow the path that you have set before me. God, instead of you uh, tending to me and and protecting me and leading me in the direction I need to go, I'm going to take care of it myself. Do we look more like a sheep that is following our God Or do we look more like a shepherd that is trying to take control of things ourselves? Do we recognize that God is the answer to being led in the right direction? Or do we pursue a life where we are in control? I'm very excited to to be up here um, I always enjoy getting to, to share um, the things that I've studied uh, with all of you. And I do hope that, that you'll be with us this afternoon as we continue to, to look at this dynamic of, of the shepherd uh, all throughout the Bible. And of course, we will continue that, but um, right now I want to take a minute to, to offer the invitation uh, to you this morning. Uh, Of course, our God wants us to recognize that He is our shepherd. And I I hope that throughout your life you're able to see that even in those times where you are through the valley of the shadow of death, when you are in your darkest times, when you are in your best times, that God is there to protect you to take care of you, to lead you. Maybe you are here this morning and you feel like you've been your own shepherd for a while. You've been trying to take care of things completely on your own and you realize that it's not working out. Because if a sheep is his own shepherd, the sheep will end up lost and alone. Maybe you are here this morning and you realize that you haven't yet become a sheep, a follower of Christ, and you know that you need to to make that decision to put Him on in baptism and become a part of His church, become one of His sheep and follow Him where He leads you. Whatever it might be, I encourage you to, to come forward as together we stand.